Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things body image, body shame, anti-diet culture in a bid to help others also break up with dieting to live their best lives. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different as I'm going to be recording a bit of a response video. I was umming and ahhing about this episode, but when I watched the full video that was shared with me labelled pretty girl with an eating disorder think she's a psychologist I was like yep cool this is not okay we cannot have videos like this going around without some pushback because frankly it's a load of shit I want to start off by saying that I'm going to be talking about this topic of eating disorders and we'll be using my own perspective as someone who has recovered from an eating disorder I do want to stress that what is in this original video by Frank Tufano, I think that's how you pronounce his name, appears to come from an angle of absolutely no education whatsoever. The comments made by him, in my opinion, are extremely damaging and do not reflect facts when it comes to eating disorders. So please keep this in mind. I do want to give my perspectives on this from a recovered individual and hopefully show listeners that your struggles are real and worthy of help. Your struggles deserve to be talked about and there is help available. Hopefully this podcast episode also reiterates the idea that it is never, never okay to comment on anyone's body, their food choices, and especially, especially their eating disorder recovery. I should probably also give you a little bit of a swear warning. Oh, I try and keep it to a minimum because I am, you know, usually a bit of a swearing sailor. But when you have this crap being put into the world, it is so hard not to drop the odd F-bomb. So cool. There, That warning's out of the way too. And I do also always put the um, explicit um, marking on my podcast anyway, just in case. All right. So a bit of context. So. This video that I'm doing a response podcast to is filmed by a guy called Frank Tefano. And from the research I have done um, in him prior to recording this, he basically says he was a former bodybuilder and a PT and then found a love and passion for nutrition and food and how to improve health with that nutrition and food and the quality of food, etc. I wasn't able to find any actual qualifications in that field. But anyway, so Frank has a YouTube channel and he posted a response video of, um, yeah, he put the response video himself of a woman, Rebecca Lung. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. But basically, Rebecca is documenting her journey of her own eating disorder recovery. And it's really essentially sharing some of the difficult things that you might come about, um, come across when you are recovering from an eating disorder. I really have no idea what sparked this idea in Frank to make a video picking apart someone's eating disorder recovery but alas we find ourselves here so that's a little breakdown of what the situation is so without further ado let's get into it um so rebecca's video is labeled um i ate four thousand calories every day for a week all right here we go anyway uh we're gonna see this very lovely young lady uh try to convince us that following a diet of whatever she wants is good for you. I always think about doing this, so now I'm going to do it. Let's start with Every the day this week, I'm going to be eating like 4,000 calories. 
How do I get traps like that? Yeah. Really? Is that how we're starting? That's like... <laughs> and I'm eating enough to maintain my weight, but I've gotten into this eating routine that makes me feel comfortable, but maybe is neglecting my hunger. So by eating a lot more than I usually allow myself to, I will see how I actually feel and figure out... Okay, so she's starting by, you know, talking about eating, um, you know, that large amount of food um, than she might not usually be eating because it sounds like she's trying to... Yeah, realign her hunger cues. And again, this is quite challenging and quite a tricky thing to start in an eating disorder recovery, especially from my perspective, where you do eat without, I guess, those limitations and those rigid rules that you might have been living by before. So it's a huge deal. And yeah, kudos for her for sharing this um, journey with everyone. If I was just convincing myself I was full. So it's time to throw what I think. Oh, listen, I get it. You're pretty, you have a lot of followers, you have an eating disorder, so you're skinny, but that. What? No. Okay. All right. So you understand my stance on commenting on people's bodies, but saying you've got an eating disorder, so you're skinny is so dangerous. Eating disorders don't have a look. There's not a one size fits all look to an eating disorder. And this just keeps that stigma going about eating disorders that, you know, if your body doesn't fit someone's perceived idea of what an eating disorder should look like, then it's your eating disorder isn't validated. It's not real because you don't fit that mold of eating disorder. So not, not a great start. Um, yeah, no, not good. It doesn't give you, you know, intelligence to, to give other people dietary advice. So <laughs> let's see where this is going. So she's just filmed herself making breakfast, which she's written as sausage, egg, and cheese wrap with yogurt and fruit. More calories challenging yourself. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I got to give it to the, these psychos. They, they really come up with some creative nonsense to justify. Did he just call someone with a mental illness a psycho? Did that really just happen? Whatever they do. Sausage, egg, and cheese wrap, yogurt plus fruit. Eh, you know, I'm not against this meal compared to what most people eat for breakfast. If it's all conventional stuff, obviously there's a lot of downsides to it. But, you know, at least there's some animal protein in the meal. Yogurt might have some probiotic benefits. On the contrary, if you did get, you know, Organic everything, pasture-raised farm eggs, Iberico pork sausage, grass-fed cheese, raw yogurt from a local farm with like very high-quality probiotics range. This would be an exceptionally healthy meal, but we know it's not. That just sounds like a whole bunch of privilege to me. 
being able to just go out and shop for the most organic, the most expensive kind of food out there, that just sounds like something that not everyone can achieve. So we're kind of already setting this unrealistic health standard, um, which, you know, makes me think about another eating disorder that, you know, is slowly kind of getting a bit more awareness around it but we'll we'll talk about that as we go also he did say he doesn't understand why challenging like the amount of calories you're eating doesn't understand that concept which kind of already sets the standard for I guess his understanding of eating disorders and the need to challenge those strict food rules and whatnot so yeah anyway let's continue my head's you interested in that? You interested? Absolutely not. Get away. Now I'm going to tell you a few reasons why it is so hard for me to commit to this for the entire week. One, the guilt and second guessing. I always think about doing this video eating more than I usually do for a week. And the idea is nice. But when I get to the eating part, I second guess why I, the hell I'd be doing that. And my thoughts completely flip. I run a lot in circles with my thoughts and my... How out of touch with reality do you have to be about your eating disorder that you think it's okay to go on YouTube and start making up this nonsense? It's it's actually it's actually ridiculous. The answer is to just not accommodate the conversation. Eat your snack. I don't think you should be commenting on someone's eating disorder recovery and sharing their journey. I'll talk about it more, but in no part of this video is she claiming to be a medical professional or a psychologist and isn't saying that you need to do this if you want to recover from eating disorder. She's just sharing her own experience, which which is just completely, you know, different to what he's trying to spin off on this. But anyway, let's continue. Like you're in a music video. I'd really appreciate your support and accountability in the comment section. This community is unreal. Let's just do this thing together, okay? All right, so she's put up here her stack two, which is waffles, Nutella, and peanut butter. Oh, my God, that sounds good. So same problem as the first meal. Because nothing is organic or high quality, we do have some agrochemical concerns. Uh, the waffles are what? usually made with fortified flour which has like reduced iron filings, synthetic chemicals, very, very bad for you. you uh, that's the main thing right that will cause me to not eat bread. Like sometimes if I go to a restaurant, I'll have it. But if I ever see fortified flour as an ingredient, I will never touch it. Uh, Nutella is really just palm oil and high omega-6 oxidized nuts. So I just, I can't get my head around why this video is a thing. She's sharing her eating disorder recovery. She's not asking for a breakdown of her food intake because that's, oh my God, that's so much part of the eating disorder recovery that I found, especially with myself, is that you're challenging these food rules. You're not looking at food as just the calories or the nutrition or the macros or any other thing except trying to break down your rigid food rules you've had for some time. I just really just fear for individuals who maybe watching this and thinking that you know that like their eating disorder isn't relevant like they need to focus more on the quality of their food as opposed to healing that relationship with food in their body like it just it 
is baffling me. Seriously, why this video is a thing in the first place? Uh, peanut butter is similar in a sense that it's probably oxidized. There's a lot of toxins and chemicals in it. It's high in omega-6. And when you eat stuff like that, you're going to have appetite problems. That That's the real thing that omega-6 does is cause you to keep eating and eating and eating because it signals your body to put on fat. That's, that's the role oh. it plays. We don't oh normally God. have these linoleic acid-rich foods available to us in nature in large amounts. Uh, banana, mm, you know, one of the worst foods for gut health. But, you know, if this girl's eating stuff like this and she's not having issues, then uh, she's not in a very poor state of health just yet. Did he just say that a banana is a poor food choice? Did he literally, legitimately just say that a banana is not a good food choice? There's just a lot of big words being thrown around it here and we're really, really missing the mark of what Rebecca's video is trying to help with in the first place. Oh, my God. Hello, I am back with yet another meal to be made. I'm thinking a chicken pasta. She's written pasta with chicken, cheese, tomato sauce and salad. It's a little bit darker. Another obstacle that gets in my way is that I tend to push meals. Now, this is a little confusing because this is, I ate 4,000 calories every day for a week. So she could still be doing her eating disorder nonsense. You know, we're already on day three. Don't call eating disorder nonsense. That, oh my God, that is just keeping that stigma and shame going about it. She only showed us two meals. So is she only eating one meal a day and still restricting her calories? Da, da, da. And that's the big problem I have with it. If it fits your macros group where, you know, people look at the carbohydrate, the fat, the protein content, the overall macronutrients, the calorie number as their end all be all to their body composition and health. And what that causes people to do is just starve themselves, deprive their body of nutrients, everything it needs. And then they end up going on these binges and bulks to eat a whole lot of crappy, low quality food to attempt to get some nutrition in without actually understanding that if you ate high quality organic foods that were prepared naturally, you would end up having a better body composition. You wouldn't put on unhealthy weight. You'd feel a lot better overall and you wouldn't have appetite issues. Excuse me? Every reason not to do it. It's like if I push it back, there's less time to eat. It's just a bit confusing because he's, especially in the, like what we've already seen, we're only like seven minutes in, we've seen that he's got this like big fixation on foods and quality of foods and talking about toxins and micronutrients, all this stuff, but then bags, people who are, you know, looking at macros and calories and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, it kind of sounds like, you know, potato, potato, we're kind of comparing the same thing. So I'm not really too sure about that. I still have a bit to work on, but that does not negate all the progress that I've made. Like how I'm about to smash this burger and cake challenge. Seatbelt, got the goods. On May 20th, I am launching Thrive Book. It is a recovery journal and five-day food challenge to conquer your fear of foods, to kickstart your recovery, or just to spice up your routine for the week. I've been working so hard on this, and I know that this would have been helpful for me at the beginning of my recovery. So I can't wait for you to get your hands on it. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm 
burger girl in a Barbie world. Usually I would opt to having a burger out, but because we're doing all meals made at home, I'm gonna put some efforts into making this burger a little bit more jazzy. <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much, but of course I had to add the classic burger and cave challenge as part of Thrivebook. Make sure you click the link in the description to sign up. That will show me that you're interested. All right, so she's selling a journal, which probably costs her 2 or $3 to make, and she's selling it for 12 bucks. I mean, you can't really complain about that. Girl's trying to make a little bit of money. It's nothing crazy. You know, it's not overpriced. She's not poisoning people. But uh, I'm curious if any girls actually buy into this nonsense. This is kind of silly. Fork it up. This book is here to light a fire up your arse. However, it's you. You are in control. Ultimately, you make changes, you take action, and nobody can do that for you. So don't wait for anybody's permission. Cannonball. Starting these challenges means you're fully 100% committed to building a life free from destructive rules and rituals. This does not mean do a challenge here. Compensate there. These challenges are here for additional encouragement and to push you outside your realm of comfort. Don't continue to live in limbo by accommodating the eating disorder's thoughts. Uh, well, I, grammar is definitely not her strong suit. And uh, she made a typo down here, too. Enjoy fulfillment in the process. So I guess the attention to detail isn't too high here either. This is aimless love. So she's written here um, her dinner is cheeseburger with guacamole and chipotle mayo and sweet potato fries. Again, sounds bloody amazing. Until I, I mean, I don't really want to sound like a broken record here with the last. You are sounding like a broken record. Ingredient quality. But, you know, when you make your own bread or buy organic buns, when you have grass fed beef, high quality cheese, you're doing privilege oh my god i said it before but oh i wish we all could go and get some grass-fed beef and make our own bread jesus every single thing good you reduce the chemical component but when you do something like this you're still basically poisoning yourself you know if you want to eat stuff like this and you go out to a restaurant once a week once every two weeks it's not the end of the world but you know this is why you know, people are unhealthy, people are unhappy, people have eating disorders is because of those chemicals, altered omega fatty acid ratios and the damage that these foods are doing to our bodies. No, no, that is not why we have eating disorders. It's not because of the quality of our food. Surely if you were going to comment on someone's eating disorder recovery journey video, you do a little bit of background into eating disorders and understand you know that there's a lot of research to you know show what does cause eating disorders you know trauma um predisposition to other mental illnesses um experiences bullying going on diets in the past those kind of things and the what did he say the omega fatty ratio or some crap like that that that's not found as a cause for eating disorder. There is absolutely no research to show that that's a cause for eating disorder. The quality of food we eat is a cause of an eating disorder. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know where he's got his information from here, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you would do a lot more research about eating disorders before making a video like this. Like, holy shit. My day is done. Can you find the beauty in the small things? I'm making a cake at 11.15 p.m. at night. This is... 
my face, picked my face, and now is the perfect time to get started with this cake. Instead of just not doing it, I'm gonna do it. And I feel like that's super inspirational. Water's warm, day is long, that's all right. Bro, you're eating fucking Duncan Hines cake mix from a box. This girl is fucking crazy. <gasps> Nothing. Why are we calling people with mental illnesses crazy? That is not helpful in any way. And also commenting on what someone's eating is not is not good in any shape, way, or form. Bloody hell. Especially when it's someone documenting their eating disorder. This is, you know, an element of recovering from an eating disorder, being able to challenge these food rules, being able to eat with freedom, not live by calories and numbers and just the quality or the state of food. That is a huge part, especially I found it such a huge part because I came from a background of restriction, um, eating like food, knowing completely the amount of calories in them and if I didn't you know know the calorie content it would just create this fear and this anxiety and I just couldn't relax I couldn't enjoy food so breaking away from that and not looking at food as a means to count calories and stuff that was a huge win and a huge thing to overcome and the fact that someone's just literally commenting on someone's food choices in their eating disorder recovery is just absolute madness and then to label people as crazy with an eating disorder or any any illness any mental illness that oh my god that is just stigma and oh prejudice at its finest this makes any sense whatsoever the biggest problem with uh, those types of boxed cakes is they're really 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 high in vegetable seed oils of course there's chemical ingredients and nothing's organic or high quality but you know, they're real. If they use butter or like a natural fat source in those cakes, people wouldn't be nearly as unhealthy. This is a huge commitment to what? To make fucking Duncan Hines box cake at 12 in the morning like a fucking pregnant woman in heat? What's wrong with these people? Oh my goodness. Challenging food rules is a huge achievement and not something to be laughed at. This is just so wrong on so many levels. And it's just, I don't know, I find it really, I don't know if it's interesting or, I don't know, ironic maybe, but they're just, I don't know, again, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not here to diagnose anyone's eating disorders, however, when he's speaking, it just, I don't know, what jumps out to me is orthorexia, um, you know, orthorexia is a I guess like a um, an eating disorder that is kind of hasn't been around for too long. We're kind of more aware of it um, very recently, um, but it's you know it's it's just kind of telling me you know kind of giving off those vibes. Um, and so yeah, basically, if you don't know what orthorexia is, it's a kind of that unhealthy focus on eating in such a healthy way, like. I guess at the end of the day, yes, it's not bad to want to eat nutritious food and stuff like that. Like it's great to fuel yourself well, but 
this orthorexia is taking that to that next level and it's that time where you know you obsess and you just like cannot eat food that's not to this kind of um, standard you know it's that fixation on eating right eating righteously um, and it's yeah kind of the eating habits where you kind of reject groups of food um, varieties of food because they're not seen as you know pure enough or whole enough or I hate this term but you know clean and raw those kind of things and you know when you look at these signs again not here to diagnose anything but it's just a bit ironic that he's you know giving this woman shit for sharing her recovery journey with an eating disorder yet like you know he said it himself he doesn't want to sound like a broken record but we are kind of hearing the same things you know Looking at orthorexia symptoms, first one, I've just got it up here, says worrying about food quality, high levels of concern about the quality and source of foods you eat could lead to anxiety. Avoid going out to eat or avoid eating food prepared by others out of fear that foods, you know, you don't prepare yourself won't meet your sadness. I'm sorry, your standards, not your sadness. Bury yourself into food research. It's one thing to spend a few minutes scanning a product label or surfing the web for more information on ingredients. But with orexia, you spend many hours thinking about food and meal planning. You refuse to eat a broad range of foods. Um, be overly critical of your friends' food choices. And yeah, find yourself in a vicious cycle. So yeah, just by going off that, it just seems a little bit, close to home for what I'm seeing here and yeah again I don't know his circumstances but it does yeah there's some things we're seeing here oh Betty Crocker I'm sorry it was Betty Crocker not Duncan Hines <laughs> ladies there's a few secrets I'm not allowed to talk about on here but I will tell you that eating like this will not give you abs why are we talking about abs now where did that come from so again we're just fixating on bodies and the fact that you know we've got these beauty standards diet culture just promoting these abs you know bodies focusing and stuff and it's like well abs have a lot to do with our genetics and stuff and why are we talking about abs and body composition in a video about eating disorder recovery like Fucking hell. Oh, there's the F-bomb, sorry. The information that most people have access to regarding to diet is so low that they're never able to really discover or explore enough to truly find out what they should and shouldn't be doing. So, you know, regardless of how hungry I was, if I was like starving and didn't eat all day, I would still never go to a place like Dunkin' Donuts. You know, the amount of chemicals, the amount of crap, Again, the quality of this food, the you'll probably get physically that. sick, coughing and wheezing and feeling feverish. For I, I said it before, but I just, I really do wonder where he's getting this information from if you typically don't eat stuff like this or you're, you're just going to be in some type of blind state of mental fog like everyone else who eats these foods on a consistent basis 
mental fog relating it to an eating disorder video because of food that we're eating i just oh my god see even the dog won't eat the the scrap sheets he hated it so much he left the egg kind of tastes soapy the food theme today is ultra processed food. A lot of you guys wanted to see that from me and I'm not against that, except for when I actually start feeling guilty and then I will be against that. But then we're not gonna have that conversation. We're gonna keep going. So she's got up here, she's for breakfast, sausage plus egg and cheese croissant and an apple fritter. And now it shows her in the gym. So God knows what commentary he's going to make now. Strap in. I mean, you know, this girl's lucky she's young and is able to look like that while eating these foods. But, you know, when these girls are in their late 20s, early 30s, the effects of the diet become very apparent. You know, their skin doesn't look good. They look unhealthy. They have cellulite. <gasps> No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, again, I just bring it back to the fact that, one, he's making commentary and picking apart a woman sharing her eating disorder recovery journey. And now we're bringing it right back to our bodies and just making inappropriate comments on bodies, let alone in someone's video about their eating disorder recovery. What are you talking about that, you know, these like cellulite and stuff we just oh we're just feeding back into that diet industry beauty standard bullshit and it's like how is telling someone that the fruits they're eating is going to cause them cellulite how is that helpful in the slightest it's not it's absolutely ridiculous and clearly shows the lack of education this individual has on eating disorders and just being a you know a respectful kind person in itself like we shouldn't be telling people that this is going to cause this when it comes to their bodies like that is just creating that fear and that unnecessary anxiety and stress about food and you know keeping that idea that our bodies are tied to our worth and that in order to be respected accepted loved all that kind of stuff we need to have this body it's just a load of shit their poor body composition, the combined lack. Again, when, why are we talking about body composition in an eating disorder sort of recovery video? What the actual fuck? Nutrients and ridiculous yo-yo dieting. Um, snack is a cliff bar. I've... I actually don't know what a cliff bar is. I feel like that might be an international food or bar. I don't know. I'll have to Google cliff bar after this. For the most part, all protein and energy bars available in the supermarket are very bad for you. Some are not as bad as others. You know, if you really pick out one or two specific brands that are organic and have minimal ingredients, then yeah, it's kind of passable. Uh, but I think cliff bars are one of the worst ones. They use like a lot of soy non-organic grains they have vegetable seed oils in there a lot of processed stuff just very high omega-6 you're going to store fat you're not going to feel you're going to store fat oh my gosh so not like only are we commenting on someone's food choices but we're just saying you know if you eat that you're going to store fat 
again, eating my, especially my experience with an eating disorder recovery, letting all that crap go, not looking at food as a means to like maintain a certain body shape or get to a body shape or size. It's about just letting go of all of those rules and just embracing food for what it is and understanding that there, you know, food is so multifaceted that it's not just to lose weight. Like we celebrate with food. We socialize with food. Food was put on this earth to bloody be enjoyed. And we need to spend less time worrying about that stuff. So the fact that we've got this kind of commentary, especially in the realm of eating disorder recovery is just crap. Like this is just a, you know, a subgroup, a, I don't know what we're going to call it. Um, you know, these individuals sharing their eating sort of recoveries. There is not, there is like no right way to pick apart their videos. Like we should not be doing this. Just leave these people alone for God's sake. Them, they damage your liver. They damage your organs. It's just, what? You know, it's again, crazy. where is this research coming from? To me, out. even in 2022, when we have so much access to health information, these companies are still putting all this crap in their bars and disguising them as health bars and health products. That's Sonic. It's a cool place. I need to try something new. Can I get a Sonic cheeseburger meal? And can I get a Reese's peanut butter cup Sonic glass? Oh so we've gone God, to the so Sonic drive-in. I got my lunch here. It's probably because we always go to Sonic at like 11 o'clock at night it's become comfortable for me to get like a late night meal but at lunchtime it's still scary for me so that's interesting that Good. they make the best sonic blasts if i'm gonna have yes, a milkshake the best ever sonic blast <laughs> yes there's no other place that would make a better sonic blast than sonic <laughs> thank yeah. you you too thank thanks you. a lot and it makes you wonder like do these people actually eat this crap or is this some type of like kin promotion so more people go to sonic so i guess sonic sonic is a burger company overseas i don't know um, but she said she's having cheeseburger tater tots and that sonic blast as she talked about to kind of tell when this girl eats she is hungry like you know this isn't a normal three meal a day just oh. feel like eating just it, it, almost like she's right again normal three-day eating is there a normal way to eat would we call it that especially in eating disorder like there is kind of no normal you have to work out your recovery and what's going to work for you and you know especially in my experience having that rigid meal plan where it's like you have to eat this you have to have this snack you can't kind of go outside of this meal plan like that was extremely triggering for me because yeah it just kind of set off this anxiety like if I don't stick to this plan I'm going to go over these you know calories these imaginary macros I kind of had in my head so that was really triggering so to kind of have someone comment on someone's eating within their eating disorder recovery process is just oh it is so frustrating and lacking calories and stuff cheeseburger tater tots sonic blast i mean any fast food cheeseburger is going to have so many chemicals it's feedlot grain-fed beef it's estrogenic it's highly heated it's That's horrible for you tater tots you know potatoes fried vegetable seed oil 
or feel like shit eating them. Sonic Blast, conventional dairy, sugar. Uh, you know, it's interesting that when you go high quality with all of these, you know, despite the negative connotation of those types of foods, it's actually very good for you and you'll feel a lot better on it and you won't be damaging your body. Oh. You, know, you can eat junk food, cheat meals, all that stuff if you make them yourself with homemade ingredients, but <laughs> that requires a lot of effort on the sourcing and cooking department that most people aren't willing to put in or have the knowledge to understand the importance of. All the money to bloody play, bloody pay for all this organic fucking stuff. Oh my God. Seriously. You are sweaty. <laughs> this guy's like, uh, what's that actor's name? A budget Tom Hardy. That's what that guy reminds me of. I feel like I've been pushing this off. I had my lunch maybe an hour and a bit ago. Uh, I haven't started on this. And I should. I give you this long spoon. It's kind of like a McFlurry, except double the size, which is exciting. And also this flavor. Reese's Buttercup Sonic Blast. Let's go. That sounds amazing. That type of stuff is hyper-palatable too. When you have like oh, conventional shit. eggs or seed oils in these types of shakes and smoothies, people just can't stop eating them. Even regular high-quality ice cream with pastured eggs is very palatable, but you know, people will have this type of meal from Sonic and then an hour or two later, you know, be hungry to eat something else or as if that meal was with the high-quality ingredients, you know, it would keep them over all day. They wouldn't have to eat anything. Wait, there's literally just Reese's Pieces chocolate inside of this. Mm. Oh my, I can't get over how good that looks. Holy shit. Pizza. They got pizza for dinner. Okay. For dinner, I had to really force hype myself up to eat the pizza. I was still really full from the rest of the day. I mean, it tasted good. Pizza is always good. It's just, I think there's another issue. I get full or I get fake full. I'm not sure. Let me know what you think of this video and I'll make amendments going forward for the rest of the week. Yes, madam. Yeah, clearly, clearly forcing herself to devour half a pizza very quickly. So the cinematography, or however you want to call it, the chronology in this video is not clear at all it's very confusing and she seems to have broken it down into three videos about eating four thousand calories for a week I, I really don't know but it's gotten quite a bit of views over hundred thousand for the first one so a lot of people are seeing this and you know in the comments you know you can tell that these people are relating they all have eating disorders and they're trying to recover from very severe of course it's a community and especially when you're battling something that's often so silent and so tough to battle by yourself of course you're trying to reach out to a community of course you're trying to reach out with like-minded people to support you what the psychological and and mental issues around food and all of that is really to blame <gasps> on the quality of the food that we have allowed the government to give us you know the people that are responsible for the food supply are basically poisoning I commented on this before, but obviously we need to go back to this. But the quality of food we're eating is not responsible for eating disorders. Like I said, there is so many other well-researched reasons behind why people are more susceptible to eating disorders, why eating disorders are a thing in the first place. And quality of food has nothing to do with it. And that's just so damaging to say that, you know, it's kind of like victim blaming, like, well, you wouldn't have your eating disorder if you paid for raw, organic, fortified, I don't even know what the hell he's labeled these foods as. 
but like it's, it's putting the onus on them and that is just not true in the slightest and I think he's just kind of put himself into this mindset that this girl Rebecca is you know telling people what you need to do for recovery but not once in this video has she said that you need to do this to recover or I'm this medical professional I'm a psychologist this is all like you know information that you need to follow and live by like that's not actually been said at all it's just her sharing her journey and I think it is quite powerful and you can kind of see like he also pointed out in her comments there is that community kind of you know resonating with and kind of also kind of pushing themselves to engage in food like eating food that's not you know rigid food rules and stuff like that and it's just yeah, it's just very, very, very weird video for him to do. And because of that, people are becoming unhealthy and their body composition reflects that. They're fat. Oh, They're not attractive. They don't <gasps> look good. They gain weight very easily. Did he seriously just say that their people's bodies don't look good, they're fat and they're unattractive? What? let alone on an any sort of recovery video, but that in general is just disgusting. Again, kind of keeping that fixation on our bodies and that we need to look a certain way to be, you know, liked or, you know, respected or like all those things. It's just keeping that cycle going of focusing on our bodies. What? And I, I think the, biggest if not one of the biggest issues with fertility well this is 100 percent factual Ooh, in young women is is, is their dietary restrictions and oh. them trying to stay skinny or attractive or that type of stuff skinny so again he's fixating skinny with attractive and now we're talking about fertility like where the hell did this come from where is he getting his research from use their calorie intake you know imagine a girl in high school who has an eating disorder and barely eats anything and she goes to college and the only thing she does is drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes because she's trying to restrict her food intake. So what the fuck are we talking about now? You know, there's a lot of girls that destroy their health when they're young and they think they're staying skinny. But in reality, they're going to lose their beauty very, very, very quickly following <laughs> those types of diets. <laughs> so we're talking about beauty and restrict. He's just like a bloody walking paradox, man. And this girl is, is, is not helping anyone whatsoever. She's just eating junk food, not explaining anything about nutrition. Not That is the thing. When someone's, especially recovering from an eating disorder, the goal is to eat with food freedom. We're not looking at the nutrition breakdown. We're not looking at labels. We're not looking at calories. We're kind of giving ourselves permission to eat and challenge that fear, challenge those rigid beliefs around food eating disorder recovery and in my experience is not about tracking calories and not about being so tough on what you're eating and making sure it's organic and making sure it's of this high quality stuff like especially with my eating disorder I guess you know I kind of when I look at the orthorexia um, diagnostic criteria some things in that do kind of stick out to what I used to do where it's like no nah, I can't eat this because it's not this or that's bad that's good all that kind of stuff and that is not healthy for someone on their eating disorder recovery and I think him trying to say that you know this person is super unhealthy for eating this food and promoting these things it's like this is what's needed during recovery. You need to give yourself that freedom to eat eat the food and to not 
think about it on any level except I'm just challenging these food rules. Like, holy shit. Not encouraging people to do anything better psychologically. She's just trying to justify that it's okay to eat crap for a week when in reality it's not. It's not okay to eat crap. Is this type of diet better than a girl starving herself? Probably, but you know, oh. two wrongs don't make it right. So oh. thank you guys for joining me. Hopefully you've enjoyed this video. Oh, well, that, that does conclude the video. But I just, yeah, really want to stress that eating disorders um, have the highest mortality rate in all of mental illnesses. We can't be playing around with this stuff. We can't be commenting and breaking down someone's eating disorder recovery food intake like that is just oh and it's really frustrating especially when I guess myself and there are other um, really great people trying to bring awareness to eating disorders and the shame associated with that and speaking up about this and when we've got this kind of um, barrier to meet this kind of obstacle this telling you well no you're the problem because you're eating crap food and you did this to yourself you know that kind of like oh well if you just ate or if you just did this you know it would be okay it's like that's not helpful in any way and I hope that this kind of you know my reaction to this video kind of helps you see that there's a lot of bullshit going around and there is a lot of kind of stuff to unpack and break down and also just ignore completely this is why you know I've talked about critical thinking skills before and how you know we need to look at stuff beyond face value really ask those questions and whatnot and I'm just kind of really glad that I was able to develop those skills and you know reach out for help when I needed it for my recovery and it just kind of scares me that if I had have seen this video when I was in the midst of my eating disorder, like I'm not sure I would have been able to rationalize like my healthy self. I'm not sure if it would have been able to kind of see through his bullshit and his stupid commentary. And like a part of me does think like if I had have seen this, I would have thought, shit, well, if my treatment team if those medical professionals tell me to do this and to not kind of, you know, look at food in the ways that I did before, like calorie, nutrient, content, all that kind of stuff, I would have probably really questioned that and been like, oh, but maybe like it's not good. Like I need to be eating this healthy food. And, you know, it would kind of make that eating disorder voice bigger because, yeah, eating disorder voices are so manipulative and so oh, just annoying when they kind of try and rationalize what you're doing. Like, for example, it kind of played on me, and this is my experience with it, that if I was to kind of eat those, you know, fun foods, like if I was to eat a cake or something like that, it's like the eating disorder voice would say, oh, but cake's bad for you. Like you're not, not going to get all those nutrients from that cake. And it kind of tricks you to make it kind of look like your friend, like it's trying to keep you accountable, keep your insides healthy and all this kind of stuff when really it was doing the complete opposite and it was just pulling me back into those rigid food rule, rules, those rigid behaviours and the eating disorder behaves at the end of the day, like it was very damaging and it was quite hard to differentiate, um, you know, my strong, healthy self from that eating disorder voice because it's, yeah, it's very manipulative and this kind of content is extremely damaging. And yeah, I hope that you can kind of 
get a bit of an insight from someone who's recovered from an eating disorder and their kind of take on this kind of commentary and commenting on stuff like this in a very unnecessary and very uneducated way. Well, there we go. That was my first response podcast. Um, as always, there will be links in the description um, for services for you to reach out for if you need help with your eating disorder or any any other mental illness with Lifeline, the Butterfly Foundation. Um, yeah, some great resources. And I, yeah, I just can't stress enough the need to speak up and to know that you don't have to suffer in silence when it comes to an eating disorder or body image struggles or relationship with food. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, that diagnosed eating disorder to not warrant help, if that makes sense. Like working against your body and just feeling shame about your body all the time isn't the life, you know, you were meant to live when you're put on this earth. We weren't put here to just hate our bodies pick it apart because that's just a very lonely and consuming life to lead and I just yeah hope that you see that there's so much more to life than living for food rules and to try and change our bodies yeah well thanks so much for tuning in again I hope you enjoy this kind of different episode that I've done and yeah as always screw diet culture and let's work together to break up with dieting for good